How do you not like that new intro? Uh, uh, I'll throw it down for you now. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another Cut Light and Smoke podcast. I am Bradley here again, your host with my Know It All JB co-host right across from me. And we have a guest in the Know It All JB studios today. You like that? Know it all, JB? We just named it here, dude. We just named it here. Actually, but just so you know this, just so you know this, I literally today got a sponsor for the beginning of the year next year. You guys going to hear what our sponsor is for the studio, the podcast studio. I'm going to give that big reveal and everything like that. We have a bigger reveal today, though. A big reveal. We've been talking about it for about a year now. The new business drops tonight at 5 p.m. Oh. Yes. At 5 p.m. If you listen to this podcast, you go to a Best Cigar Reviews, you're going to see the new reveal of the new business that I'm starting that has nothing to do with cigars. Well, kind of something to do with cigars, but I'm not selling cigars. And you guys have both known about it for a while now, right? Yes, sir. Without, I, without, I'm, not, I'm not going to talk about how long I've known about it. Okay. Well, just don't, don't, don't do that to me, okay? Just say something. <laughs> okay, okay. Play along with me a little bit. Tell me about, about the business real quick. You can't tell them what it is or anything like that, but you got to tell me, do you like it? I like it. Yeah. What do you think? Dave? I think it's a great idea. You think it's great? Awesome idea. So that other that other voice you're hearing is this sexy Mexican I have sitting next to me <laughs> right now. This is this is part time Dave. You guys probably seen him on a on a short here there. But you you are Mexican, right? Yeah, Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Nacho um, Libre style. Not Nacho Libre. Yeah, I, we've been on this Nacho Libre cake for a few minutes now, right now. So I, I know that for sure. Yeah, I forget right? what what where that came into context okay. the other day. So we got we got we got an Irish we we have an Irish Scottish German. We have a Greek. You're somehow Greek, aren't you? No, no. You Guilty talk, by association. You're guilt, that's right. You said that was Greek, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. What are you? What, what's your what's your ethnicity? Wait, my family can't really find out. It's kind of hard. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's bunch such of a, mutts, dude. I yeah, like yeah. it. I, no, yeah, so pot, both my great grandmothers were Native American, Shawnee okay. and Cherokee. Okay. But on my grandfather's side, my great grandfather was murdered. So, or my great great grandfather was murdered. So my great grandfather was adopted by the who now is my Burnett family. Okay. So there's kind of like a meddling in the in the we, waters there so it's kind of hard to track from there we have that in our family my 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 grandfather was cherokee and my grandmother was italian yeah so on my mom's side so but my dad's side is german and, and everything else like that so you know and i look more you know german I'm not really irish probably scottish a little scottish if you didn't have the beard it would be full german though yeah, of course of course yeah the, I, the beard saves you i like german beer too so german beer but germans can't make whiskey so i'm drinking Definitely not with bourbon, so I know that for sure. <laughs> so we, we have none of that here with us today, unfortunately. So, uh, But we, we are doing some fun on the podcast. We have a guest here. We have Dave. This is part-time Dave. Uh, just so you guys know that whenever somebody comes in here and they become part of what we call the Zill Team 6 family, uh, we usually basically just nickname them. You know, we nickname them. So, you know, I, I know like too many Daves. And so Dave became part-time Dave. So yeah, it's it's weird because on Saturdays I have people coming in and calling me that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that great? They, they, they call in. Hey, hey, part-time Dave, yeah, man. You're, you're part-time Dave. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what's up? How you doing? I'm here almost every single Saturday. It's hey. like people call Jake two holes. Yeah. Except yeah. for except for Zach, he called yeah. him two toes. Two toes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I know this. I know this that. Uh, but we're, we're going to part-time Dave's story, how he came here, and everything else like that. And I, we'll talk about his his fun interview he had with me, which is just lavishly hysterical um but uh a couple things just a couple little uh housekeeping things get out of the way uh zealcigars.com the cut line smoke podcast is brought to you by zealcigars.com z-e-a-l-c-i-g-a-r-s.com go there for all your cigar needs and uh yeah make sure you check out best cigar reviews for the big reveal 5 p.m tonight arizona time so if you're listening to this sometime go to best cigar reviews and you will see 
uh, the new business drop there if YouTube hasn't banned it yet. So I fully <sighs> expect YouTube to ban it in some way, shape, and form, although it has nothing to do with ATF, alcohol, tobacco, or firearms. But I think the zealcigars.com is in the back. They might get excet- excited about that. Who knows? Who knows? You know, the YouTube trolls are always coming to me. So anyways, so let's let's get into a few things. So we've, we've had some people go, come, and, come and go over the years, you know, part-time people and everything like that. But Dave stuck around. Dave stuck around. So let's talk a little bit about how Dave got here, and then we're going to interview Dave a little bit for everyone to know who part-time Dave is. So when you come in on Saturday and you see part-time Dave behind the counter and he's smiling, he has a great smile. And uh, you're going to hear lo- a lot more about Dave, what he likes and everything like that. So you can connect him on that kind of level when you're smoking cigars here at Zeal Cigar. So, and we have a huge crew that comes in every Saturday, basically. Yeah, s- Saturday we have, a, yeah, we have uh, regulars that come in every Saturday, and they usually hang out with me from noon till close sometimes. Right, right. I, I like it because I, I check the cameras once in a while, and I see them in there just chilling and stuff like that. So I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So uh, as as a as a owner of a cigar shop, it's nothing better than see your lounge full and everyone laughing and cutting up and everything else like that. It's just great. Yeah, there's times on Saturday where it's like, the lounge is completely full. I'll have people in the hallway just chilling with me yeah, next dude. to the register. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man, it is packed in here. It's, I- it's awesome, dude. <laughs> it's awesome. We're doing good here at Zill, guys. So come on down to 15802 North Cave Creek Road, suite number two, Phoenix, Arizona, 85032. If you're trying to find us physically, we are in Phoenix. So, Or if you're traveling through, we'd love to have guests in here and everything else like that. So I'm more than happy to uh, see the guests as well. And... I'm very, very excited to talk to Dave. So here, let, let's get into it real quick. So uh, Justin comes back to me one day and said, hey, this guy stopped in and says he wants a job here. You know, and I'm like, ah, not another one. Because they do. You, people, you really didn't want to talk to him I that didn't. day. I didn't. I don't want to talk to like, anybody. Like leg- legitimately didn't. Yeah, he was like, I don't really want to be bothered today. Right. I, I don't remember I'm why. Like, you want to talk to this guy. You made me wait for like about 45 minutes to an hour. That's true. Yeah, I, and I, I, I stuck it up there out. and talked to me for he, a while. He did. Yeah, you were up, you were up, you were up the front talking. To my, my, my desk has been moved to the very back, so I can actually get work done. And uh, what's fascinating, because I used to be up front and I see everybody when they came in. I really do enjoy doing that, but... Uh, it's not very productive for me because I'm sitting there talking to more people than I am, you know, doing my job, you know. So, uh, but there's there's a really cool thing. So you came up, you came back to me and said, "This guy said I don't want to talk to anybody. Just just tell him to come back later on or or grab me his number." So he gave me his number. I kept looking. I, I actually lied to you. Did you lie to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, bro. Appreciate I, that. I think I told you he was a firefighter. Did you? Yeah, really? He did. You did. did you? I was yeah. like, this dude's a local firefighter, bro. You need to talk to this guy. <laughs> Dave was not a firefighter. I was, I've never been <laughs> just, a firefighter. Just so you know. I, I think I got confused because I knew he was a Marine, and I was trying to, like, leverage some sort of, like, so, first responder so you would come talk to the guy. So mom mom and dad came back to the Valley. To, they came back on Monday, and dad, mom and dad were up here today. So you met my parents the first time, right? I did. Time, right? I did. Was, amazing people. That, that was kind of cool. And um, my, my, my mom cares so much about everyone in the family but me. You know, that they treat everybody like family but me. You know, I'm the one that gets all the crap for the company and everything else like that. All the good stuff you guys did. did. You know, I get all the problems. You guys get all the praise. And uh, we had an idea for the video. So uh, later on, we'll produce a video with my dad, probably probably post it tomorrow. And uh, we had, you had this idea that dad would interrupt the you know, interrupt talk, yeah. podcast, smoking his favorite cigar and kick you out. Well, mom heard that. Okay, and at the end of at the end of the uh, the video, she comes up. She goes, "Go make sure, make sure, say something else in the video about like we really love and appreciate Justin. Justin's awesome and everything like that." I'm like, "Mom, why?" And my dad's looking confused, "Why too?" And she's like, "I don't want Justin. To, he's like a son to Tell me. Tell that too. boy to do more work." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she, "He's like a son to me. I don't want him to feel like you know we're we're you know we're kicking him out of videos and things like that." I'm like, "Mom, it was his idea." It was, she goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just, you know, mom's super. Mom's the keeper of the culture here, you know. 
she does, she does not play. She bro. does it, and she's a little bit of a gangster too, you know, um, which is just fascinating and hysterical. Um, so you know, so I'm glad you met them because they'll quickly adopt you, and they'll be like, it's, they're just. They, it's so weird because I'm up they, for adoption too. That's great. I mean, because so. they're, they're taking in more kids all the time, so it's good to have my inheritance being split four ways now. Um, so. It, all, all these, all these different things uh, about the Reith family, what makes them really, really special, and I'm just honored to be a, be a part of it, um, is back in Phoenix, and I really like when all our family's back here, and I'm very excited about that. So, um, but uh, we're not talking about the Reith family; we're talking about Dave. You know, part time Dave. Dave, tell us your full name so we understand. Uh, full name: David Cruz. David, uh, what's, what's the middle name? Moses. Moses? David Moses. Is it Moses? It is Moses. Oh, it's it Moses. Is. Oh, yeah. His, his mom was a pastor. I know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Now I know that it's Moses. Yeah. That's, uh, I have it a matter. very religious name. I like, am. I, it is. It's awesome, dude. Dude, yeah. Moses, was a, dude Moses was a baller, bro. David yeah. Moses? Yep. Dude, I'm just talking about Moses. I mean, just getting up. Things just part ways for you, bro. Yeah. Things just part ways. You yeah, know? I, I, hear, mean, I hear it all the time. If you yes. carried the ark around, it would do stuff like that for you, too. I know, right? See, look at that, dude. We're, <laughs> we're getting biblical on this thing more than usual. So, You know what's uh, so funny is I used to have a dog named Goliath. Did you really? Yeah. I, my favorite dog of all time. It's a wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chihuahua. It's a right? tiny little chihuahua called him Goliath. He was mean. Yeah, yeah. You better watch your ankles. Dude, that's awesome. That's so what cool. Of, what kind of dog was he? Was, he was a pit bull. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's better. I'm, I'm telling you what, man. Uh, it's really cool when you see... Uh, great people come to a company. So this is what happens. So I get your phone number. I'm looking at my, it just, I'm, I'm working, it just keeps popping in my, my visual, if you would, on my desk. And then I think JB came back here. He's like, you really need to go up front. And you lied to me about him being a firefighter. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll come up front. Give me like five minutes. He was so. a Marine though. I yeah, think was, that's what he, I, yeah, I think that's was, where I got confused. I started so, fires. I don't know how those, I, know. I don't know how they're related at all Marine, and why that would be Marines confusing. Fight, but. Marines are in firefights a lot, but not necessarily <laughs> fight fires, but uh, anyway, so long story short, you know, I finally come up front. Uh, I don't want to have another issue with any kind of employee. Not that we had a bunch of issues or anything like that, but I was just like, oh, another person who cares. I don't, I don't want to do this. And we didn't need you. You know, I was like, man, we really do need this guy. And, J- and JB was like, he's a good guy. You need to talk to him. And, and there's only a few times that JB said that about people where he comes to me because he knows he knows JB knows me very, very well. And he also knows like he's also my gatekeeper. Like if, if I'm bothered about something, yep. you know, if somebody wants to come and bother me, JB's like, yo, he doesn't have time today or anything like that. When I, I like that, and I really appreciate it, uh, that way that he honors, you know, my time. Um, and so <laughs> he said that about you. He was like, you need to go see. I was like, OK, well, I didn't need to do this. Or JB's going to come back to me four more times and bug my day. So. <laughs> So I finally go up there and oh I'm, yeah, because I kept coming back like, hey, are you are you are you gonna come give this guy some time or what, three, dude? Three times. What are you, you did. doing? Three times. I'm like, this is this is. I'm like, I was patient. I was like, I yeah. have nothing else I'm to like, do today. I was yeah. like, if I'm a dude and if I was him, I wouldn't want your job now, dude. Yeah. Come on, bro. And he was like, yeah, it's. It was really weird. So finally went up. I met you. I I I I met you and I. I, I talked to you for a second. I, I, I tried, try to remember the way you even sat down in the chair. I tried You're to, like, all right, bro. I tried to be so disinterested, <laughs> tried to throw up this big front like I don't like anybody and I hate you, everybody. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I remember. You, you were trying to, the thing is like, I don't, I don't get, I don't waver very easily at all. Yeah. And you came and I kind of like read, I was like, okay, cool. Let me, I'll just be straightforward with this dude. Yeah. And you asked me like some hard hitting questions right off the bat. <laughs> You're like, what which was your it, rank? Which is right. Right. <laughs> like, my dad which, was a Marine. What, were your, what was your rank? <laughs> well, I, I was like, uh, what unit did you serve I, in? I was trying to, I was trying to just see if you really, if you get. Here's the thing, I think, if you can get through the hard exterior of of of, of me 
you could probably work here. And I'm not a, I'm not a, I, JB, you can honestly attest this. I don't think I'm a hard guy to work with or work for, but I can be, particularly when I'm, I have a day, you know, and I think maybe that was a day that I had a day, you know, and, uh, I think and I was, there was a few for us on that yeah, week for it, something, for some reason, some, some weird reason, some, it was a busy week. Manufacturer didn't do something right. Anyways, um, I don't think that was it. But. I don't know what it was, but anyway, so, uh, I finally ended up calling you, I think on the phone after I met you, I was like, all right, that's fine. I, I'll give you a call, maybe. You know, so I said maybe or something. What sounded so disinterested, and uh, and for some reason, like we both of us had something to do, like the next Saturday or something like that. And I was like, man, I really need to not be at the shop on Saturday. I need to be here. Well, no, Carrie. Oh, she I, had a seizure. She had a seizure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's she, right. She got sick, mm-hmm. and I came in, and I said, hey, like I think I spoke to Brad on the phone. Yeah. He kind of like in a weird way offered me the job. I had to speak to your mom for a while. That's right. <laughs> your mom was a sweetheart. Oh, it was before it. Carrie had a seizure. That she was, was just, before. She was that just was at the shop uh, sick one day. And, yeah. and, and I just came just in and I'm like, in. and she like, I was literally just going to pick up some sticks. I'm like, hey, like I just got groceries in the trucks. Brad kind of hired me off on the offense. That's right. I'm like, do you want me to cover or help you out today? So you can just kind of sit back and relax and I'll take care of everything. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, Yes. And I was like, cool. Went home, dropped off the groceries, came back, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to work. Let's do it. <laughs> so just just so you know, like Dave doesn't have to be here. He's got a really good paying job. He, he loves his family. Got a great family. All that kind of stuff. And it doesn't have to be. You want to be here, which has been really I do uh, yeah. exciting, and I I really do appreciate that. So for me, it's it's an honor for someone to come to want to be here and literally says, I'll just work for cigars, man. Just give me cigars. Let's go ahead and yeah. let's go ahead and work for that. And, and and we don't. We pay him. Don't worry. And uh, but it's 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 really interesting. Because like that launched me into, you know, a real appreciation of you. Someone's willing to come, sacrifice your time, and everything looks like that. And then like you know, every time we've asked, like, is there, can you can you come in this time? We need some extra extra help here and there. And you're like, yeah, I'm here. Dude. Don't worry about it. I get it. I got it. You've even called called me and like I have part time off. I have, I have PTO time off. So uh, do you need me around the shop? And I'm like, I I, I, I don't, but I guess I do. Yeah. So yeah, c- come in and just watch the front so we can get some stuff done. And so I, I really do appreciate that. You're awesome to work with. You're a Marine. So tell me, tell me where you grew up. Tell me, t- t- let's, let's, let's do a deep dive into Dave, deep dive into Dave Don. I grew up in this neighborhood. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was a native Arizonian. Um, my parents were here. Um, my sister graduated high school here. I graduated high school here. Up the road okay. to Arrowhead Elementary School. Greenway oh, right Middle on. School. Arrowhead closed a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Greenway Middle School, Paradise Valley High School. Uh, tried leaving this area several uh-huh. times, yeah. and somehow life just brings you back. Sucks you back in. It dude. just sucks you back in this neighborhood. So a lot of people ask me that, but as growing up as a kid, I got to travel a lot with my dad. My dad was a, a sh- like when my parents split up, they got divorced when I was pretty young, mm-hmm. but I opted to live with my dad. And um, my dad was a, he's a chef, an executive chef for Hyatt at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he traveled around and would open, he was responsible to open up all the new Hyatt restaurants, come up with their menu, do the hiring of the staff. Oh, wow. Hire the food and beverage director. And so I got to live in exotic places like Puerto Rico. Oh, cool. The Virgin Islands, uh, Chicago for a little bit. And Chicago was his last job before he retired. It's a really, really rough childhood growing up. It was, it was, it was terrible. It was horrible. Yeah. I literally like, (laughs) I I picture Dave, like, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the old movie Dunstan checks in, but I picture Dave being those kids from Dunstan Uh, checks in, like finding the monkey in the freaking guy's suitcase. There was times where I was living in a hotel with my dad and like, there was other kids 
whose parents were doing the same thing. So us other kids, yeah, because they're open in the hotel. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. so we would just be exploring. Like yeah, crazy. Dude, how could you not? Yeah, like dude. we would just be these young kids, and like no one, there's no cell phones then. Mm-hmm. Like no one would check up on us. So Where's we were this just elevator go. Yeah, exactly. We got an elevator <laughs> stuck one time. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like we were just like. Yeah, to trust a bunch of kids who are like anywhere between the age of six and ten. Okay, horrible God, I'm idea. Literally thinking like Dunstan checks in. Horrible bro. idea. Um, or or like I guess or or this generation would be like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, we, like we, used to, uh, Dave. we used to bully guest. What? Like when the hotel was up and running and they had guests, we would be at the pool like just the group of kids that had family that worked there. And there would be some, you know, guests there, and they'd kind of, like, try to bully us and be like, no, our parents work here, but we get everything for free, like, all our food's for free. <laughs> like, so we just order whatever we Spoiled want. Like, brats. Just, yeah, just brats yeah. and stuff. That's 100%. Just gnawing on a pizza, yeah. not just, even finishing it. No, just like, just whatever we wanted to do. Take a bite of every pizza, start licking all the food. Like, hey, man, it's our, it's our place. It's our place. That's you know? funny. So, yeah, man, it, it wasn't bad. And then we settled back, and when my dad retired, settled back in Arizona. Okay, okay. And then, So, uh, grew, up, yeah. grew up around here. So, so you grew up. Kind of on Cave Creek, and you know, I'd say we live close to close to each other. So I live I live at uh, 40th and Union Hills, 40th and Bell, in between the two, right across from Paradise High School. Yep. Okay, and you live? I live on. So I live on the south or the east side, or west side of the 51. Okay. Okay. So like literally, my backyard is kind of the freeway, and then there's Paradise Valley Park. Oh, okay. Okay. Right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you literally are down the street from me. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I live on the east side. You live on the west side of, yep. of that. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I bought, that, I bought that house a long time ago and been there ever since. And and Dave, again, does have a great job. Doesn't need to be here. He's already paid. He's already got his money and everything else like that. He's here because he wants to be here, which to me speaks volumes to people. It yeah. is. And JB's, I mean, to your credit, dude, you left a great job, you know, at Apple to come here and stuff like that. So well, I know that for me, when people do that to come and work with a guy like me, which I don't think is all that special, um, it, it speaks volumes to me for, for the caliber of people that want to come and work here at Zeal. And so I'm, I'm very, very grateful for yeah. that. So, well, it's a good vibe here. Yeah. That, that was the biggest thing is mm-hmm. uh, me, I met JB first and uh, he was so helpful and I, I connected with him right away. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, didn't, I actually didn't meet you. <laughs> Yeah, for a while. For a while. Yeah, I would always come in and see him. Uh-huh. Till that always, day. Yeah, till that, I think that was the first time I actually met him. I hide my face. <laughs> I hide my I hide my face like I'm the yeah, Lord, that, the Lord that, himself. That day <laughs> when I kept bugging him and I was like, dude, come talk to this guy. Yeah. He was trying so hard to hold a conversation with me too, which I appreciate. Yeah. But I was we're like, both, I, we're both introverts like by nature. So like first conversations can be awkward. Yeah. Luckily for me, like I've, I worked at a job where, like, I had, I had to talk to people. I didn't have so a choice. So talking to me was awkward. Not you. When me and Dave were trying to hold a conversation, oh, waiting oh, okay. for you okay. to you, decide you to get off just, your butt. We're just like forcing it at that time. Like, we can either just sit here and be quiet. Well, because or we can just talk. For me, it's awkward because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like irritated that I need to keep coming back trying to get him to get off his butt to come up and say something. You know, come up and say something. So I'll keep coming back, and I'm like, I don't know what he's doing, bro. We'll keep, we'll keep talking. What's what do you like this month, bro? You like that backpack? Okay, cool. You were in the Marine Corps. All right, that's dope, dude. What else? You doing, man? All right, you got some kids. You look native, bro. What kind of native? Oh, you native, like native, native. Okay, like that's basically how the conversation went. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I was a real jerk, and uh, I apologize for that in advance. Or I didn't think you were a jerk. So I was like, I, I was I was like this guy knows his business. He knows what he wants. Yeah, I, I can't remember what I asked you or anything like that. I don't remember that at all. You I asked me a I, bunch of questions. I forgot most of them, but you you did. <laughs> you like came out like 
swinging, like Did asking I? a bunch of questions. I, I can tell what you're doing. I was what like, other cigar shops have you frequented in the area? Yeah, he asked me that. That one caught me off guard, too. He's like, what other cigar shops have you gone to? Because well, guys spend, send spies in here with cameras to see what we're doing. It's crazy. Yeah, when you told me that, you Freaking put an idiots. extra layer of paranoia. On yeah, me. yeah. Like, yeah. I eye people now. I'm like, what are you doing with your cell phone, bro? Dude, I am I am that paranoid guy, and I? Yeah, I am. Oh, I'm for par- sure. Yeah, well, it I'm depends. Yeah. There, there's, there's definitely been some situations that have happened that that – that don't make that a conspiracy theory. Right. I'll put it that way. Where I'm like, what? Are you serious? You know, so we've, we've, yeah. kicked, we've kicked out people actually before, you know, so. Um, but I mean, in, in that regard, man, it was it was cool. So, so you get here and <laughs> I got to go. I got to go for the ghost in the attic story. This is oh, the God. One. Again. So if you don't know, Dave, so, so it's your first time working here by yourself, right? That that particular night, I think it was my first night closing yeah. by myself. Yeah. It was like a Saturday. It was a Saturday. Yeah. And you're closing. So we close at seven o'clock and it gets dark at like you know, 5.36. And it gets dark. It gets, yeah, it does. On this side of town, it gets really dark. We don't have a ton of lights out here, but we have, we have enough that it's kind of, you know, it's it's spooky. And we're, we're not in the bad part of town, but we're not in the best part of town. No. You know, so, I mean, no. as as a result of that, it's uh, it could be it can be a little weird. So you're up front working. Yeah. Okay, it's like 6.45, I remember, because I missed the call. So you, you called me because you heard a bump in the night. Okay, big, strong Marine. Okay, and Dave <laughs> can whoop some butt, just so you guys know. He's a big dude. So like you, you, you basically, I heard you, something. You heard something. Tell, the, tell call, the people the, what you heard, Dave. Go ahead. The, tell the, people what you heard. Quiet introverted people are always the ones that scare me the most. I know, it, dude. Dave's, Dave could be a Unabomber. You don't even know. So I'm, I'm not. Let's I'm not, not go that far, bro. It's not. Do, 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 do. It's always a secret. I'm just telling you, the, the craziest, the craziest like serial killers are always white people. They always are. They're, they're the, they are, dude. Oh, yeah. Dave, you guys Dave, know. Dave, you're all right. I'm good. Yeah, that yeah, one, bro. I'm Trust me, it'll be me before you. Probably is JB. It's all set up. It's all set up. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. No, but that night uh, when I closed, and I, I was simply calling just to ask if you guys have heard that before, mm-hmm. like if that's a normal sound. Um, and tell me what you heard. Tell so, me what you heard. Okay, so going back to, we've, we've talked about this before. So I heard it sounded like something fell, mm-hmm. and then I heard like footsteps, like almost like shuffling footsteps. So those who don't know, the the like when you come into the building and you just see the humidors in the lounge, Beyond that, behind the magical doors that says employees only, which I have the privilege of stepping back uh, whenever I'm working back here, there's a whole loft on the top. Yeah. And when it's, 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 it's rather big. It's probably about 600 square feet. Up there. Yeah. No, it's, it's massive. Yeah, and and yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful up there. Um, but I heard someone walking around. I've heard JB because one time I was working with him and I, he was up there and I was like, oh, are you up there? Like, and he was doing something. And I said, like, it sounded I think like you he asked f- if I needed help or if I fell yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you like, can dude, hear. you all right, bro? Yeah. So I wanted to chat. I'm like, dude, you good back there? I heard like some, are you okay? He's like, no, I'm fine, man. He's like, man, like when you're in the lounge, you can hear everything that goes on back yeah, there. Yeah, sure. And um, to my defense, yes, I heard something. I called y'all. You answered. You yeah. didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing to Brad, who didn't answer, and pointing yeah, to JB, who did answer. And uh, JB made it worse. Like, yeah. calling him, well, that was a horrible idea. Like, it was like, he just made it so much worse. It was know? just weird timing, because I legitimately, that was, it was just a weird, that was just a weird I, day. I, I genuinely thought someone was there, and I was like, I don't think there's anyone next door. Maybe it's an air conditioner unit. Maybe it's a ballast yeah, of a light. nobody would have been next door on a Saturday, unless he was over here working late, goofing off or yeah. something. Yeah. He would have saw his car. There's probably yeah. no cars out there. There was no cars out yeah. there. And then he made it worse. He goes, dude, I saw some shadows under the stairs today. And I'm like, shut up. Why do you have, <laughs> like, why are you telling me this now? See, I wouldn't have if, I would have never said anything about it if somebody didn't say that they, that something else happened. So, to my defense, 
I also had uh, in the lounge, there was a couple of people who heard the podcast of us talking about this last time. Mm -hmm. And two people who were in the lounge said they heard the same thing when it was just me. Uh, Quinta Mm -hmm. said that she's heard it. And then I, I call him Marine Mike. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he says, yeah, he was like, he's like, I heard that before the, the footsteps shuffling up there. Dude, what? And I'm like, are you serious? What? He goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, I just thought it was one of you guys up there. I'm like, nah. I'm like, it's just, it, it's me on Saturdays. Like, that's it. And when he told me that, he was like, man, he goes, that's kind of weird. He goes, we should definitely like set up an overnight trip here and do some ghost hunting. And I was like, <laughs> So basically, like, tell us first. Basically, you got you got you can't get home. You call JB. He tells you they saw. You told me you saw a face. Yeah. Initially under here, and then it ran out the door. Yep. You saw like a, a shadow fly out the door. Yep. So, <laughs> so which is even more interesting because we just had a conversation yesterday about spiritual warfare, and I right, told you right. that like I've probably been going through a lot of that in my life. Oh, and sure. It went kind of away until I got here, and then it <laughs> ramped back up again. And, you know, who knows? I don't know. That could have been part of that. If you want to have some great spiritual conversations, come to Zeal. So yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. So essentially what happens is we're, we're real busy because it's a Monday. We're getting all the orders from the weekend. We don't even talk about it. I don't think we even talked to any kind of shows or anything like that. Uh, and then Tuesday rolls around. And uh, I, I can't remember if you called in or somebody called in. I but, called in. Yeah. But essentially when, what happened is just an absolute cluster of stories that jb says hey you know this happened to dave and i saw something on um was it was it monday the same day yeah the same day that you, same saturday yeah, so or that same uh friday morning or i don't know what day what night you were closing but it was it was that the more uh, the morning of or the morning before i had seen it when i was packing out orders okay so i get i'm like i'm like what what is this? Why am I just now finding out about this? So I'm now mad because I'm out of the loop. And he goes, and he goes, Dave said, you try, try to check your phone. And so I look at my phone. Literally, I have a phone call missed from you. I go through all the missed phone calls yeah. I have, and I'm like, oh, there's Dave. I didn't even see it there. So I don't know what I was doing Saturday night, but obviously I didn't hear it. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is terrible. And so now we've got bad juju. Now everything's crazy. Demons are coming out of the walls trying to attack us. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening right now? What's going on? So JB that night. And I were like, that's it. We do a podcast. Afterwards, we video it and we stream it live on YouTube to see what happens. Well, and we actually caught two instances that yes. we, I forget at what specific times you can you can slow the video down and you can hear loud thumps oh, upstairs. in the background yeah. at least twice on the video. Oh, dude, I'm looking up like this on the video and you can see me looking up like, you didn't hear that, bro? I just heard it. I did this whole thing where I took the earphones off and I'm like, do you hear that, guys? I can hear it. I can hear it right now. I can't believe you can't hear this. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And then we actually called you in, and you came in and explained the whole, whole thing on the show. So, uh, but that's not your first encounter with uh, the supernatural, from what I understand. Well, no. So, I guess in a way, like that was kind of like my—I don't know if that's supernatural. I don't know. I, yeah, I, who, knows? who I, knows? Like, I don't know what it was. Could or, have been roof rats. Could be anything, right? Could, it could yeah. have been anything. Yeah. Um, but I, I do actively go ghost hunting with my my family. My son <sighs> is really into that. <sighs> So, like, even, like, a couple... You, you stay in, like, one of the creepiest hotels on the planet. Yeah, yeah. We stay at the, the Grand Hotel, like... Uh, in Jerome? Yeah, a couple times a year. And we're doing that. We're doing it in March because we didn't do it last year because of COVID. Wait a second. 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 You're going in March to the Grand Hotel, the Jerome Hotel? Yeah. The Honda Hotel? Yeah. The most Honda Hotel in all of America? Pretty much, yeah. It's oh. one of them. Yeah, I believe. Oh. Yeah. So, we usually stay can, there. Can we, come, can we come with you? Absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm, JB, we're going to ride our bikes up there. I'm going to film the whole thing on the way up there. Okay. And we will not die, but we will see the supernatural. Go ahead. What happened? Okay. Throughout our experience of ghost hunting, I've never experienced anything at all. 
It's always been kind of boring, to be your honest. Son, your son caught something once, My right? son did, yeah. He caught an in EVP. In the lobby? Yeah, he was, he was out there, and he was young. He was um, probably like eight or nine when he did it, and he had like a little EVP recorder. Yeah. And he caught something, and, and my son's kind of like me. He's pretty introverted and doesn't like talking to people, but after he caught that, he had to brag to everyone about it like he was excited to like listen like let strangers listen to it and stuff like that and talking he was like showing the guy in the front He's desk like, have you heard anything creepy yet yeah well, now yeah. you have listen yeah. to this exactly <laughs> exactly what do you hear what do you hear what happened it, he was just off him and his uh his other friend were off by themselves before we were checking out and you can hear him on the on the thing and his little cute boy voice. Now he's a, a eighteen year old man who has a man voice. And he, <laughs> he's uh he's like, you know, saying, Hey, is there anyone here with me? Can you talk to me? And like right when he paused, all of a sudden you hear just weird like voice like it just says, Hi. And oh, wow. Like he and I knew it was genuine by the look on his face because when he came into back to the hotel and he started playing it for us, um the look his face just dropped. Like he had that look of shock, and he instantly running. He like jumps up and down, like Dad, Dad, did you hear this? Dude? That like Listen. pit stomach shock. Yeah, know? like his face just like literally like shocked. Like, and then he played it back for me. I'm like, that is creepy. I'm like, where did you get that? He's like in the hallway. He was showing me the hallway that he was uh, getting in there. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, dude, at least we experienced something. But I personally have never experienced anything um, at any of the hotels. We stayed at the the Clown Motel. If you guys have, if you Google that, that's a creepy. The place. Clown Motel. It's in Nevada. And it's a legit motel that's like has a clown theme, and across the parking lot is a cemetery, like a real cemetery that's been there for what? a long time. Yeah, Shut dude, up. if you like, if you told me that like Bobo the clown was like buried there or something, like who's Bobo exactly? You mean Bozo or Bozo? Bozo. Both Bozo. of them, dude. Yeah. Bozo was crazy. Bobo and Bozo. Bobo, come on. Yeah, so it's a legit like Ronald clown McDonald. motel. Dang, that's creepy, dude. So let me let me let me let me dive down this rabbit hole real quick because I'm I'm pretty excited. Clowns, about this. clowns are creepy. I talk, I talk about supernatural stuff all the time because I think one of the ways one of the ways that God shows that He's real is allowing supernatural stuff to happen that's unexplainable. So, for example, if you look up on the loft right there behind you, boys, you can actually see a bunch of boxes up there oh. that are that are tilting about ready to fall over. See it on the top shelf right there? Yeah. Any little vibration is going to knock those bad. Boys yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now. The coincidence, if we were talking about this and all of a sudden they fell over, okay, then you would be like, okay, that's that's a pretty big coincidence, right? Yeah. Now, if one of those things fell over and then hovered in front of us and came down here and then fell on the table, you'd absolutely wig out. I'd probably leave. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at the time. I got to go. Closing time. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so, like, in, in that regard, hearing something like your your son heard, that that's definitely creepy. You yeah. Know? And and. Is it somewhat explainable or could it be explainable? Possibly. The, when you have things happen that are obviously like, okay, that's really hard to explain. That's really, re- and, and the coincidence doesn't line up the way that it should. That's when you're kind of, that's when I'm, that's when I get goosebumps. That's when I'm like, holy crap, that's, that's not, that's now at a new level of fear. That yeah, you're just, like, okay, you got my attention. What do you want? Yeah. There's a new, I, I call it levels of fear for me. Like I have level one where I'm like, I, you know, it's a it's a jump scare in a movie. You know, level one, like ah, that's kind of freaky. Yeah, catches right? you off guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Level no, two was ugly. Level two is it was very coincidental, very coincidental. Like something happened. I had the day or something like that. You're just trying to justify it in your head. Right, right, yeah. right. And then level level three fear for me is when I'm like it's coincidental and it it happened at the right time the right way, and it now is it, it puts it as supernatural for me. So level one, level two, I've experienced almost on a you know on, on a monthly basis somewhere in there. Okay, yeah. level 
level three rarely, rarely, rarely happens for me. But when it happens, I tell everybody in my in my world about oh, it. Oh, like when the when the drawers opened up in your house. That's a level yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a okay. level three. That's yeah, crazy. That 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 and there there's not been many things like that in in my life where other people have seen it as well. They've there've been, I'd say probably five or six things that other people have witnessed with me in the midst of it and they go yeah that's creepy dude yeah. that's, for example i'll give you i'll give you another you've never heard this one um i can't remember what we did i it was when i was with uh um tim at tnt and we were out shooting a video somewhere and um we both came back and we were talking about supernatural stuff we we're talking about how weird it was and everything else like that and uh, all this is where we thought the warehouse. It's always a warehouse, dude. I don't know why, why it is. But uh, at TNT, we had about a 5,000 square foot place, and 3,000 of it is a warehouse. Low ceiling, so it doesn't look nearly as big as this. It's a lot smaller. But imagine this with a low ceiling. It would look a lot smaller, right? Yeah. So our ceilings here in the back of the warehouse at Zeal are like 30 feet high. You know, back at, at, at uh, TNT, they were like maybe 10. You know, so it's a very low ceiling. And uh, we had people working back there. And one guy was a Christian. His, his name was Luke. And some people might remember Luke from videos and everything back in the past. But uh, Luke was like, Luke came up to us one day and he was like, I'm not going back in the warehouse. I'm like, you need to go back there because you have a job to do. And that's what we're paying you for. So he's like, I'm just leaving for the day. I'm like, Luke, what are you doing? And I, and he just, he was so insistent. That I was like, okay, just go home. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Just go home. You know, <laughs> stop being a baby about it. Get back into your job. Next day he comes in and he's like, he's like, bro, there's something in the warehouse. I think it's haunted. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. Just, Stop this little BS game and Tim's Tim screwing with you or I'm screwing with you. I, don't, I, I wasn't screwing with him, but like something's happening. Something yeah. Like but once you find someone's scared, they're just your puppet, bro. Oh, yeah. That, it's it's that, fun. At that point, you're just like, you know, what was that, Luke? What was that? You know, so anyways, so one day this is this is the this is the most incredible thing I've I've heard. Um, one day uh, I came and saw Luke at his desk, which is up near the front of the warehouse and there's a chair that's next to Luke. There's like an empty chair and an empty desk. So we have two different desks back there. So Luke's doing his business there. He's, he's doing some of those empty chair. And uh, Luke comes storming out. Okay, he's, he's like, I'm gone. I'm out of here. I can't do it today. And he, go, I'm like, whoa. Tell me what he's like, that chair just rolled all the way to the back of the warehouse. And I did not push it. And I go back there and the chair is sitting in the very back of the warehouse. I'm like, and he wasn't, and I wasn't gone that long. I mean, I probably would have heard if he would have rolled it. If you would, I could have heard that. And I was like, okay, that's a little creepy. And I got some really weird vibes in that warehouse. And I was like, and and there's been some time, there's some other guys there can tell you some creepy stuff that that went on in that warehouse where we caught stuff on camera. You know, a box actually, there was was another guy that was closing a long time ago called Vance. And uh, Vance actually works at another store now. Um, Vance, uh, I I would check camera, I check cameras. We have the same cameras down there that we have here and, um, I, I was, I would check the cameras from time to time, make sure it was okay. This is blink cameras that you see online and stuff like that. Um, and I, I checked the, I, I check it all like I do here. I check my cameras probably once an hour just to make sure. And, and if any motion happens, get, bro, I ain't sleeping. No, I know you're not sleeping, but I, I, I check the cameras <laughs> and, uh, especially if I'm not here, I check and make sure everything's okay. And so, uh, I'm probably sleeping then. Uh, maybe, uh, I've never got you sleeping though. Anyway. So I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I check the cameras. And after I checked it one time, the next time there's a box where we're, where, you know, packing cigars they are like pushed under tables. It was out in the middle of like the freaking thing. And, uh, I asked, so I called Vance at the store and I'm like, Hey man, did you, did you move that box out there? 
And he's like, no, I didn't back at the warehouse at all. I just down the store. I mean, we're at the warehouse for packing out and for, but we're not packing out during the weekends. I'm like, go put that box back, dude. Go put that box back for me, okay? And he's like, oh, I said, somebody left it out. So it wasn't un- un- creepy, but it was out. Yeah. You know, it wasn't out. And I then know. you make him do it. Yeah. So he went back there. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls me and he's just like, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. This is creepy. And I'm like, I'm like, what's going on, dude? He's like, it's just, it's just, it's just creepy. I got a bad vibe back there, dude. And I'm like, right? That's a, that's a, that's, it's creepy back there. Pull it up in the next hour. It's out again. Shut Yeah, up. dude. I had to go back. <laughs> I was just Did you like, make him go do it again? No, or he was gone, dude. He was out. So you had to go yeah, do it. It was closing time. It was like eight o'clock at that point. So what vibe did you get? Um, when I went back there, I prayed a lot and I was like, <laughs> Jesus, please protect me. And I said everything I, I could. And, and I just, you know, I'm on yay though. I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm doing that all the way you up. You are with me yeah, with yeah, that and that shift. And I'm just doing everything I can to like make sure everything's fine. I'm, I, I don't see anything or anything like that. But then I'm just this is so crazy, dude. Um, the cigars start falling. Off the top, yeah, like bundles of cigars we have lined up on the top shelves, they start falling, and I'm like, and that's when it's that's when I'm like, I'm back there, I'm back there for a purpose, I'm not calling out to anything, I'm not, I'm not asking anything, I'm just praying, it's all I am, and that starts happening. I pick up the cigars, put it back in there, and I bounce. And I'm like, I'm done, I'm not going back there. I said, This is the warehouse closed for the day, I'm going home, yeah, <laughs> immediately, dude. It was very, very, very creepy. There's like no animals back there. Nope. Were they nope. falling down like in a row, like something was knocking them down? It wasn't like Ghostbusters falling off the off the shelves or anything like books falling off the shelf, like the beginning of Ghostbusters. You know, uh-huh. it wasn't like that. But it was like, I mean, one one fell, and I looked over, another one fell, and I saw the second one fall, and there was, and it was perfectly put back, and it fell, and I was like, and it was like, like it was tipped over, like someone just hit it like that. And I was like, "Whoa, dude, that was weird." Dude, you just had a you just had a you just had a shop cat back there, dude, knocking stuff that's, off. That's bro. what you yeah. think about. You look at a cat <laughs> like a cat. They, they love knocking things. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, but there was no cats or anything like that. There was no animals or anything that we ever found in the warehouse whatsoever. We found a scorpion one time. That was it. Um, and I, I just I'm actually surprised I, we haven't found one of those here. I know, right? So I mean, it, it's Don't it's a weird it. it's a weird thing to uh, yeah, being so close to the mountain right here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird thing to when that level three kicks in. When you're like level four is like fight or flight. Never had that before in a in a super like I will punch a ghost in the face. Yeah, like I would. Ne- I, I never had that one time. I I I remember level uh, when I'm in between level three and four. I, I never the fight or flight is usually when you feel like you're in harm's way. Yeah, like someone's gonna harm you. Yeah, I've had that with like where I've had to pull my 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 sidearm at, at a certain time before. Um, but that's like because you feel like you're threatened and so yeah. somebody's gonna harm you. Level three supernatural dude. So you're like. It's freaky. It's 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 more than just coincidence. It's more than just that. And when it happens, you're like, if those boxes were to fall down right now, you would, keep saying that, go, and I keep looking up, but they're like, right? you would. It, it's paranoia. almost like he set something up or something. I know. No, 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 no. did the, you? No, no. no promise to God, the, I did not. I did the, fun, not. the funniest thing about when Dave had to go up there because he he came back and was looking around with his flashlight. He walked up to the top of the stairs, and we have that skeleton sitting there. Oh, yeah. So when he's back yeah. here looking, when he was freaking out, he walks up the stairs and sees that skeleton sitting there. You know what's so funny is like, um, it's been there forever too. I was actually I was gonna take it down, and I was gonna put it like right here in front of the door, standing up. So whoever opened up, they would be greeted. Dude, he would have been wrecked, bro. <laughs> he would have been wrecked. And, then, and there's that there's that little that that, that, that Brad would have needed two knees. That old, that old Christmas song. Old Christmas song and still in in tales of ghost stories of Christmas is long long oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I mean, 
tis the season, man. It's 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 kind of creepy. Got the Ebenezer Scrooge thing and everything like that. So I mean, when that kind of stuff happens, dude, I'm a little I'm a little wigged out. I mean, the the drawer thing at my house was was a oh, big, dude, the Apache Death Caves was kind. Of, that was a level three for me, bro. I remember that, dude. That just, was a level. In, I was freaking. You may not have seen it as much, but like I was freaking out, dude. I, I'm not, deep down, I'm not afraid. I'll say this out. I'm not afraid of demons. I'm not afraid of the demonic or anything else like that. We went to film. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. We went to film it at uh, two arrows. Was it two, two? Two guns. Two guns in Two Guns, Arizona. We went to film this abandoned gas station right next to the Apache Death Caves. And Justin, all the whole way up there, is telling me it's bad juju, bro. We don't stay. We don't stay by the Apache Death Caves. There's spirits there, bro. We don't. We don't upset them. I'm like, that's 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 demonic. If anything, I'm not worried about it. It doesn't matter. We got we got Jesus. Don't worry about it. He's like, Drew, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm so like, can, I'm telling you, bro, can, my family's native. I feel it, dude. I'm telling you, they are not happy. We should not drive the truck over there. So we so should walk. We get done. We get done filming. And, and I, I'm like, I'm like, and Grant's uh, with us. Yeah. Grant was with us too. And so we're driving and uh, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, there's a path that goes right there. And Justin's like, do not do that. I was like, dude, right <laughs> here. We can fence. stop right here. Yeah. I was like, we, we can just, part. There's a turnaround right here. It's perfect. We can walk. I can carry the equipment. Brad, I'm the sorry to say way. this, but you're like the first one to die in a horror movie. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> like, 100%. I'm hiding behind the chainsaws in a Geico commercial. Yeah, that's me. I'm like, that's just, you know, the guy looking at me like, oh, this kid's going to die. But I, I'm just like, well, what, what's the matter? You know, so I'm, 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 I'm just like, it's, it's okay. I got Jesus. I'm driving around. And then a tire blows out. And I have had my, I have had my truck everywhere. I've had my truck off-roading and much sharper we, rock we than that. We did forget to flatten the tires a little, a little bit. Yeah, but it, it, you know. it didn't mean it shouldn't have popped. There's no, we didn't go over anything that was that sharp. Or anything else, nothing cut oh, the tire. But it gets worse. Oh yeah, it's really great. So we get the tire pops, and JP's just like, "I told you, I told you, I told you." I'm like, "This is not that's bad more than a coincidence." I'm like, "This is not a coincidence. It's not bad. You just stop it, dude. Just stop it." So we go try to get this. So I got a spare tire, right? So we got to get the spare tire off, and JP's like. This isn't coming off. This last, this last. Was this at nighttime? No, No, middle of the day. Middle of the day. We're up in the high desert. There's nobody. There's like one semi truck on the side of the road, and that's it. Yeah, there is. There's not even very many cars going by at this time, right? Pick up the story, baby. Tell them. And um, so I get all the lug nuts off of or or loose on the tire and pretty much get them all off. And there's one last lug nut (laughs) that starts stripping. Oh, it won't come off. It's. I'm telling you right now. And JB was. I was on scared. It, couldn't he couldn't get it. I thought it was. I thought it was done. I thought that lug nut wasn't coming off. I was like, we're calling AAA and we're out here in the freaking we, desert we, until who knows when, right? We thought like, the, we thought campfire. The, we thought the 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 uh, stem of the where it goes on was going to be broke off and everything like that. I was like, I will cut. I was like, I will break this freaking uh, post off for this uh, for this lug nut. I was like, I don't know what we're gonna do. You're so I was like, flat tire. So it, it was. It was really like. I've been around a lot of lug nuts in my life, and I was really worried. Like, I've never been that worried about not getting a lug nut off. TV's like, Bradley, get over here and stand on this. Well, but before that, though. I prayed, though. We we, we both did something yeah. weird, which is interesting. So I, I was like, we got to walk away for a second. So, like, I, we're still smoking cigars at this point. And I was like, give me your cigar. I put both cigars out, and I walked down by the caves, and I put both cigars down by the cave. Yeah. And Brad's like, no, nah, dude, I got Jesus, bro. I'm praying. So Brad prays. <laughs> and then I walk down and give this the tobacco to the, like, the, the patchy death caves, right? And then I go back <laughs> and so I, I'm like, all right, dude, we got to fucking do this, right? So I grab the, the, the tire iron, and it's not a four-way. It's not a four-way tire iron. It's yeah. just a, a, the, the L, right? Yeah. The crowbar, basically. So I shove it on there, and I get it on the best that I think I can get it on. And I stick my knee under the lug nut. 
dude, I'm like kind of shaking thinking about this. This is how like I was literally that afraid that we were going to be stuck. I'm yeah. being stranded and being stuck is one of my biggest fears. I have like a small claustrophobia. I'm shaking. Um, <laughs> and it's cr- it was so crazy. I was really worried. Um, I don't think I showed it, but I was freaking. You were yeah, you were a little scared. So I stuck my knee under the the lug nut and I stuck both my hands. Um, underneath the the far left side and i was like dude you got to stand on it it's the only way this thing's coming off of here and i was like but you can't jump on it because if you jump on it you're ripping these threads and we're done dude i was like just start just just put your pressure on it just start standing on it he starts standing on it and freaking god willing dude and i was like 40 times heavier then dude i was like yeah before i lost it broke loose and we got the the spare on and we got out of there it was not I'm my. That I, I'm big, curious what my heart rate is right now. Remembering JB, that JB JB was definitely scared. I was not scared. I thought it was a minor coincidence, and it was a level two for me. It was a level ten for JB. Well, I think the, I think for JB it was more the fear of being stuck out there. Yeah, which yeah. I've experienced that too, man. I, I go exploring. Well, out and the we had Grant. We had somebody else with us too. So like, then you have somebody else with you, and you're and then you're worried about how they're gonna take it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why I like traveling by myself because when there's other people there, you have to worry about their safety yes, too. So always. Like, oh man, I got to make sure they're taken care of. Make sure they're calm. You got to remain and, calm. And I know we're similar in the way of like we're gonna take care of somebody else before we take care of yeah, ourselves. Absolutely. Like I will give my water before I drink it. Right. Like, yeah. I always so, think about it like in a situation like because the. Arizona is vast. A yes. lot of people don't know that, but it's vast. There it's easy to get lost. It is yes. like there are some places in the desert, dude, where you are ultimately by yourself. What's no cell phone up what? in that high desert, dude? I've never felt so little. That's where out here. I get the most creeped out is the high Whoa. desert. Every there's a place up by um. So Unit 23 is a northern unit next to Payson up by Roosevelt Lake. Dave, Dave talks in hunting in, in hunting units yeah, and squares sorry. around the state, <laughs> but that's just that's that's uh, north of Tonto Basin, Arizona. Okay. And there's this road, and you're driving up this road, and it's just you're in the flat desert, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you go over this one peak, and you're in the forest. It's and just it's, like boom, it's, pine it's trees. A, yep, it's a transition zone, Dang. which there's a lot of animals up there, but it's such that place always creeps me out, and I've stayed the night there several times, uh, and dude, I never well, get a full night's rest. Dude, ever. Payson, dude, the number so, one, so the me. number one alien abduction spot, dude, Travis <laughs> Walton, yeah, bro. Travis Walton, man. Fire in the sky. Not to mention the the government airport that's up there, and God knows what they're well, flying in and the out of there. Drugs, and stuff like that. Yeah, this is why these guys are on the podcast. I'm just gonna say that right now. This is why these yeah, guys I mean, are on the podcast. They're just. Have you have you heard the Travis Walton? They're feeding fire off in each the sky, other, bro. I just I tried to get a picture of JB, and I had to read a text real quick. But I tried to get a picture of JB because his eyes were as big as like two silver dollars. As he's telling the story, he's like, "Bro, I was really afraid. I was, I was gonna get out. I'm shaking. Oh uh, yeah, look at my pulse, dude. It literally it, like." remembering that story and telling it to somebody like I feel it again I feel it again every I, I, time I, val- I validate this feelings I'm not trying to make fun of them I'm just saying like that I didn't think I I, did, I was not nearly as afraid as you were and I did not think it was that dire but it could have been yes it could have been a very dire experience and I'm not trying to take anything away from what you said I what you said was exactly true I mean exactly true I just didn't feel the same way for me I, I was like What's the worst we're gonna do? We're gonna hitchhike and get to a gas station and call a tow truck. That's it. You know, I mean, that, that was my thought. But, yeah, you know. that, and that's how I look at a lot of things. If something usually, I, I bring enough gear where I can hook it out if I yeah. need to. But see, well, that's what. That's but what, we weren't prepared for that, no. right? So <laughs> I'm very structured. So if we're not, if that, see, I, he see, doesn't think like that, dude. If I'm going up in the desert to shoot, I'm a video, always prepared. I've got a whole nother backpack with yep. a pair of freaking underwear and some TP or something, that's, you know, yep. some that wet is, wipes. That is true. Wipe I'm that not, butt. I'm that's, not the most yeah, prepared that, person. That's called your poop kit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't prepare like JB does. We go out in the desert to shoot a video. JB's bringing extra, 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 oh, extra, yeah. extra stuff. Always just, go prepared. I'm bringing. I'm bringing literally water. That's all. Brad's I'm like, dang, I don't have any more water, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, bro. I got some for you. Oh, I know. It's, it's true. I've done it several times. <laughs> He's like, how many snacks did you bring? <laughs> you too, man. You bring a bunch of granola bars and everything. I'm like, what in the world, man? Yeah. I have to eat for days. Like, hey, right. we get stuck up in the dang desert, bro. So I, have you ever been stuck in the desert before? I've never been stuck anywhere, really. I've been I've been stuck in the desert one time. One time. And I, I, I'll tell oh, you. I lied. I, I was stuck on Lake Erie. Okay. So and in an elevator. That's not the desert. And on a No, but I'm, I said I'd never been stuck before, and I, that's not true. We were stranded on the lake one time. And my dad's boat for like two that's and a half hours. Big lake to be stuck on. Yeah, too. that's a massive lake. Some dude that's in fresh a water. some dude in a little freaking fishing boat came and was like, "You guys need some help? Let me pull you in." And my dad had a big old cobalt with like a big Chevy like four twenty six in the back of it. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> it was stupid. It was the biggest hole in the water ever. But so so I had I had my my <laughs> this is why I had it. So I had all the men in my family in my Jeep. I had a tricked out oh I remember two thousand Jeep. It was great. Jeep Cherokee. It was wonderful. Went everywhere and anywhere I wanted to go in the desert. Never let me down once. It is the ninth and final Jeep I've bought and, and loved. I actually, have, I've, I've had nine Jeeps, including a Wrangler. That'd be 10. And I've, I've had Cherokees all my life. I love yeah, them. Love them. And so we're out there. I have, my, I have my brother-in-law, my dad, my son, and my nephew in the back seat, right? So my brother-in-law is next to me, and then my, my, my dad's next to me, and the brother-in-law and the two kids are in the back seat. And uh, we come to this place on the Verde River that I've crossed a million times with every other Jeep I've ever had. I've crossed it a million times. Is that up by Needle Rock? Uh, it's up by uh, uh, the Sheep Bridge. The Sheep Bridge. Sheep Bridge. Okay. Sheep Bridge. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and the water's high, and I'm like, I've done this a million times. My dad's like, my all my dad says is, if you're going to do it, you got to commit. got to commit, boy. you got to do it. So I have my dad there. I have all the men in my family that could have been wiped out in one fell swoop. And I was like, let's just do it. Let's just go. So I go, right? <laughs> I go. And the Jeep dies in the middle of the river. Oh, God. And as I look over, I see the water coming up to the window. I can see through the window into the water. I'm like, this is a little deeper than I thought it was. <laughs> so we get out. I, I, I'm carrying my son and my nephew and my dad and my brother-in-law swimming over to shore. I'm carrying them or walking. And the, the water's probably up to my waist, if not a little bit to my chest. And I'm like, this is kind of crazy and so on and so forth. And there were some guys from Dillon Precision, you know, in Arizona, camping some like special ops guys and Navy yeah. seals were camping there and they they pulled us out and everything got our our engine dehydrated locked and then might eventually what happened is the jeep gave out about 20 miles away from bloody basin uh on on there so i'm i'm, I'm 20 miles in the desert and I, my, I look at my dad and i'm like i look we got granola bars i got an extra pack you know i did pack out some stuff and so i'm like we're gonna spend the night here we, we can't get out tonight and my dad's like all right we gotta build a fire we got to do this. My son's running around. He's probably, I guess he's probably 10 at this time. My nephew's maybe 12. And my brother-in-law's, you know, 30-something. And, and I'm, I'm probably about, I'd say I was probably about 38 at that time. And so I'm like, all right, let's go get let's go get the firewood. So we're getting the firewood up there. We start lighting a fire. <laughs> my kid's loving it. My dad is just freaking out. He's mad and angry about everything. My brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, what I want, what I want every adventure that I have, I want a good story. I just do. And so my brother looks at me and goes, hey, man, you got your story, don't you? I'm like, I do. I have a great story now. We're going to be stuck out here in the desert. And this this uh, old and, and multiple people past us had one nothing to do with us. Yeah. Nobody. And I'm like, what's going to happen? That dude? is bad we're, karma we're on gonna, Yeah. We're just going to have to, like, just deal with it, you know, and then we'll, we'll have to hoof it out of here and 20 miles a long way to hoof. You know, so I'm just going to, I know, I know where the road goes. We just got to walk. Right. Way, bro. So I'm doing the GPS thing on my phone. I, I get my. I get my uh, my my wife on the phone. I'm like, we're in the desert. It's, it's choppy. 
I'm like, we're in the, I'm up on, I'm up on the side of the hill. Yeah. We're in the desert. The Jeep's broke down. We can't get out. I'm sending you, I'm sending you a pin. You gotta, you gotta call the Rangers to come get us. And so they go, okay. And, uh, so they call the Rangers and I'm, I'm literally out of the desert and I'm, we're making this thing. And this, this guy with this pickup truck truck pulls up and he's like, uh, Hey, my wife and I are heading out to the bloody basin. You guys, you guys need a ride. And I'm like, yes, we do. We absolutely need a ride. So we all pile up and it's, it's winter by the way. It's probably about, it's probably December or January. Okay. And, uh, I'm like, and it gets cold. out It's there. really cold. Uh, it was 33 degrees today for reference. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was really, really cold. And I was like, man, this is, this is, this is going to be bad. It's going to be a cold ride. He goes, y'all can sit in the back and if the boy wants to come up front, that's fine. And Cam's like, nah, I'll sit back here with your dad. And he didn't know the people, you know, or like that. Yeah. But they, uh, they drive us out and, uh, it was two hours mm. to get out in the back of this cold thing. And but the stars were gorgeous. I was telling my, I was trying to make the best out of it. I mean, we're just freezing in the, in the wind. I'm like, look at the stars, look at the stars, you know? <laughs> and my son's just like that. I'm really cold. And I come over here. So I'm trying to warm him up. He's freezing. Finally put him in the cab of the truck. We get there, called my, called my wife, called off the Rangers and everything. And they came and met us at bloody basin. My wife is just like, well, what are you, what are you going to do? I mean, the, the Jeep's there. You have to get the Jeep still. And I'm like, well, I got a, I got a, I got a favor I can call in. So when I, this was when I was working in the, in the auto industry. Uh-huh. So I ended up calling as far as I ever got in the cigar industry. So I ended up calling a, 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 a tow truck driver that owed me a favor. And I'm like, I need you to go get my, get my truck. It's in the desert. He's like, yeah, dude, no problem. I'm like, I'll pay you good too to go get it. And he, I show him the pen and he's like, dude, I can't get back there. I'm like, yes, you can. Come on, bro. You can do it. He's like. All right, so he drives a flatbed mm. all the way there through the rip, through the creeks and everything else like that to finally get it. And I meet him down like it's he started at eleven o'clock in, in the in the morning. And I met him at six p.m. at the dealership that I worked at, and he's like, "I'm just letting you know, man, this makes us even, way even." I'm like, "What do you and mean?" And I'm still gonna need some cheese. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, paid him, I paid him some good money to go get it. It would have been it would have been a fifteen hundred dollar extraction. That's oh how much it would minimum probably. Yeah, and I was, I was like, oh, man. And so, and, and, the, and the place I worked at was Hyundai Volkswagen Jeep. So I took it into the dealership. I'm, I, I called my guy there. I'm like, I need you to take all the fluids out of it, change all the fluids, change everything else, and just pray everything's okay. All right? So give me the give me the employee discount on that and everything. And he's like, I got you, man. So he does so. $893 later. That's not bad. Okay, it wasn't bad at all for all the fluids and everything. Um, was he, it a straight six? It was, yeah, yeah. They're, they're bulletproof engines, so I knew the engine was gonna be all right. I was worried about the transmission because that was giving out. That was the thing that's giving out because I, I pulled the stip stick out. It was all milky. Oh god! And uh, so he drained everything. You know, they 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 brake, you know, that that brake cleaner. They, they sprayed everything with brake cleaner and everything else like that. And uh, he says he says, dude, it's up and it's running really good. You should go drive it. So I drive it. It runs like a top. Everything's perfect. I'm like, oh, it just smells like. <laughs> river and so i'm like he's like you might want to let it sit out a few days and just let it air out for a while because it's going to smell like river for a while and we did and everything was fine you know after that but that was the closest i ever got to like kind of what you call the oh shit moment so yeah I'm like oh it's gonna be a long we're time stuck. yeah we're um, stuck. we can't get out that would be an interesting topic to especially like you're on pto this week bro like get dave in to like actually talk about like what do you pack out what's your what's Dude. what does dave's rucksack look like I um, first of all, one thing I, I say is I carry what's called a get home bag in my truck all the time. Okay, so that's that's with me everywhere, and that has basic stuff in there. It has okay extra, extra ammo, um, a serious first aid kit. Like if anything major happen, I can keep you alive for a while. Um, has extra food, some snacks, things like that. 
But when I go out in the backcountry alone, um, you know, most of the time, I, the first thing I do is I let one of my good friends know where I'm at. Exactly where you're at. Yep. Exactly where I'm at, when I'm going to be back. So I'll do a check-in. Um, let the wife know, too. So she'll call them and be like, hey, haven't seen him, haven't heard from him. They right. know they know exactly where to go look for me. Right. I'm very strategic. So I uh, nowadays, we have so many apps out there to map out areas. Right, right. You, everything from Google Earth to <laughs> Onyx, which is a company that helps me right. out a lot. Um, but we have everything there. And I will pinpoint areas that I am at. And it makes it super easy if I were to get lost or anything like that for someone to find Check me. all those points, yeah. Because I know I'm not going to step out of that one grid. And I usually do about a 10-mile grid. So for me to wander out of a 10-mile Even 10 grid, miles is hard to find somebody, dude. Right? Yeah, but for the most part, you can you can find me. I, a little I'll, heli. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I pack pretty much all your basic survival gear, paracord, um, water filtration system. If there's a place where I'm going where there's no water, I pre-plan and actually pack water in mm-hmm. throughout the year while I'm scouting. Right. And I leave, like, little water stashes there. A lot of hunters do that here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, extra food. Uh, firearm. Always have a firearm on me. Never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> Run into some something crazy, you know, aliens. I got to ask him the question, bro. Oh, God, go. Bigfoot. Never. I don't believe in Bigfoot. I... I'm sorry. No youpers. Huh? You ever heard any youps up there in the in the in the, in the, in the upper rim? Okay, on the rim. One time, we <gasps> see. We no. We thought it was a monkey. It yeah. sounded like a skunk ape, dude. Whoop. And it sounded something similar like that. Yeah, dude. And skunk ape. It was, I, I was actually with my family, with my wife, my old. And it was an elk hunt for my son. And we were out there, and, and my buddy gave me these coordinates. And said, "Hey, dude, try this area." He's like, "He's like, I've been there once." Dude, but he set your ass up, dude. And we were sleeping at nighttime. It was probably like one o'clock in the morning, and we heard that sound. And it, it was like it was going faster though. It was like, whoo, 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 whoo. and okay, as much as you've been out at night, have you ever heard that anywhere else? Nope. Exactly. No. So, so here's skunk ape, dude. So I got you I have gotta, a buddy that had the same experience gotta, in probably the same I area. I got a buddy that you you, you really like. Is I won't tell you his name because he wants to be anonymous. Um, <laughs> but he's he's he, talk about introverts, man. He's he's a classic introvert. Oh quiet. yeah, and. Uh, Actually, almost just said his name. <laughs> I know, right? Don't say his name. And uh, one day, one day, uh, we we always we always did uh, um, we always got together at certain times. I'll just say that, okay. And so we're we're hanging out at his house, uh-huh. and uh, he he begins. He, he says, "I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you." He never has. He never. He, you know, we we talk about work and everything else like that, but he never sat me down for a conversation like this. And this is a definite conversation. So I want to tell you something that, that happened to me. And this dude is a man's man. He can beat up anybody I see. He isn't his a, car te- like rhino lined. <laughs> he's he's uh he's a, he's a, he's been hunting all his life, fishing all his life, outdoors all his life. Spent multiple times by himself outdoors. Yep. You know, so knows knows Arizona inside and out. Knows a bunch of other states inside and out. Uh, big hunter, big fisher. And when I say big, I mean like he's he's nothing scares him. Nothing, and uh, I imagine you're very much the same way. That's why when you told he's me very he, he's very stoic. Yeah, very very stoic. Yeah, like like Dave, I would be surprised on the day that I see Dave get really excited about something. Right. I haven't seen that yet. Well, okay. he's just he stays yeah. very. But my buddy, chill. but my yeah, buddy is Dave's very way mellow. more. I would say way way, way more stoic. Dave, yeah, definitely. Dave, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So if he has something exciting to say, it's it's yeah. And by the way, we, we've been friends for a long time, and there's no reason to to like make something up for me. Yeah. You know, unless somebody put him up to it or something like that, you know? So, 
uh, he, he says, I want to tell you about an experience that he's had. So he was out in the, uh, on the rim. He was camping, him and his dog. And uh, he uh, went to bed, and, he, and, he's, and he, he essentially put a bed in the back of his you know, SUV. And so he's laying down at night, but he said he smelled something he never smelled before. And uh, his dog alerted to it as well. And he couldn't, he couldn't tell what the, what the smell was. It was a really interesting smell. He said, and he looked at me and goes, Bradley, I've smelled everything before. I have being out in the Arizona wilderness. Yeah, and dead animals. Dead skunks, animals, yeah, yeah I could, whatever. I could tell you what everything is. You mean herds of deer, you oh, can smell them. Oh, sure, absolutely. So I could, I've and smelled, the, is it elk or moose that smell really bad? Elk smell pretty elk, bad. Yeah, yeah, you elk, can, elk, you can elk, smell he, elk. He said, he said I, I've smelled everything, and, and it's, I'm not Bear, anything I've ugh. ever smelled before in my life. And I'm like, that, that's, that's interesting. So I went to bed that night. He woke up the next morning. Okay, and there was a handprint on his door, like somebody was looking in. No, in his window. Way. True story. But it was the handprint was like this big. It's like a twenty. It's like twenty two, twenty four inch handprint, like somebody looking in, if you would, and like a like a face print, like something. But it wasn't a face. It was weird. And so he was like, "That's really weird." And so he's looking around for tracks. He couldn't really see any tracks or anything like that. And there's no tracks anywhere. He's like, "Some some something was either on top of my car and jumped onto it and looked in." And I was dead asleep. And he said he sleeps really well, you know, so he's, he's out. And um, he probably sleeps with ears in, too, just like I, I would if I was on the wilderness. Every time <laughs> I went camping in uh, in Arizona, and I've camped with my family multiple times out in the desert, I always put ears in because I can't stand. No, hearing, dude, hearing I, I can't, I can't yeah. block that sense, yeah. dude. I can't. I do. I do. It's super um, loud. Arizona, like when you're out there in the middle of nowhere, it is super coyotes loud. Coyotes in particular. I mean, yeah, coyotes just bug me to death. So oh, I couldn't, I couldn't and, plug my ears. Anyway, though, so and we usually, we usually, you know, base camp, so we don't have any tents or anything like that. We just land on the stars. Um, and so, <laughs> so he proceeds to tell me, he says, so I was out scouting for hunting, right? And he was scouting around, and he went up on this this ridge, and he, he saw something, something kind of out of the corner of his eye. So we scoped it with his scope, and he saw a creature. He couldn't tell what it was, but the creature definitely had deltoids. Big cut ripped deltoids. He said it looked almost like uh like an like a like an ape, but it wasn't an ape, and it was able to stand on on two hands or on two on two feet, and it was it was very big. And then it and it just and he, he wanted to get a closer look, so he started looking down. And he went there and it was gone. Yeah, he said and it was like two steps and boom. Right, yeah, and though and then he saw it again, and he got a really good look at it this time. Uh, down in some kind of ravine that it was it was running through. He said it was not like any creature I'd ever seen in my life. And Bradley, I have seen everything, everything Arizona has to offer. I have seen it, and I'm like, and I'm like, so what do you think it was? He's like, dude, Sasquatch, bro, has to be. Dude, that's it, so it, weird. It, it has to be. And so, like, dude, he, Dave's never going back he, to the rim so, again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, well, I'm already freaked out of aliens <laughs> up so, on the rim. So, so ready? Here's the big part. He as he was walking as he was walking. No further into the wilderness to, to look at it started getting really dark and he started hearing whoop whoop like that around him and by the way nobody around him for 10 miles and he, he says I made sure I'm far in nobody knows where I'm going it's me and about three other guys that know where this place is yeah and I I, I can't imagine anyone else being out there I would have heard them drive the truck because you drive a truck into where he's going and he hiked back probably two miles down and he was like okay I'm far away he says and, and to hear him say this really shocked me because I was I was scared, I was scared because he doesn't get scared. That is yeah. that is creepy. That he, that's genuinely creepy. And here's the thing about the rim: uh-huh. if you look at the rim, like the uh, FR three hundred, mm-hmm. that's the primary road. That's called Rim Road, mm-hmm. and it literally starts off the two sixty. Yes. Once you pass Payson, then you jump onto 300, yep. Yep. and that'll take you all the way through the entire rim, and it branches up to a bunch of little roads. But the rim, 
is like really hard to get away from roads because there's so many ATV side by side roads there. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you look at it a map, you literally see all these branches of roads. Yeah. Okay. So it's also very hard to get lost up there because all you have to do is find one of those roads right. and it leads back to the ah, three. I didn't right. know that. So for, I'll, I'll share a, a similar story. A long time ago, this is years ago, probably like 2000 and I don't know, seven, 2008. Okay. Me and my wife and my son went up there in our newer Jeep and we were camping out there and there was, I, we drove by another guy who was camping out there, which is not that, you know, rare, rare, rare. Um, but it, it's like where we're at is very, very in the middle of, you, you got to work to get back there. You need a four by four. And we were uh, camping there at nighttime, having fun, had a fire going and stuff like that. Uh, and all of a sudden, like, probably like three o'clock in the morning, we start hearing a whooping sound. And I thought it was the guy, which is probably, he's probably a quarter mile away. And I thought it was him making those sounds, like, just to freak mm. us out. My wife gets freaked out. I'm like, all right, whatever. We literally just panic packed the Jeep and left in the middle of the night and just drove out of there. Like, she was like freaking out. She's like, this is how horror movies start. I'm like, I agree. This, that's usually how it starts. Panic loaded. Like, we forgot, like, um, we had a cable for my dog to run around so he didn't, you know, run away or get mm-hmm. far away. We forgot that there. We literally didn't even, like, fold up the tent. We just tossed it back in the back of the Jeep. Dang. Loaded up the cooler and just hoofed it and, like, drove back into the town in the middle of the night. I'm telling you, dude. Sasquatch is dude, real. The Upers, He's in dude. Arizona. Well, they did reports. The the B, I think it's the BFO, Bigfoot Organization. So why don't you believe if you if you experienced that? I just told you, my buddy, my it's very possible well, that. Well, can here's exist. here's why. There's there's animals make unique sounds. That's there's, true. There's some That's sounds true. that like like you a ever moose. hear a bobcat in heat? It sounds like a woman screaming or p- yeah. some pigs even dude. Yeah. Or even rabbits. Rabbits yeah. same thing. Yeah. Oh, rabbit. Like I use. Yeah. If you ever heard a rabbit distress call, oh, it yeah. sounds like a baby crying. One hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. I use I use that when I go coyote hunting all the sure, time, which sure. I'm, I'm going on Sunday. Well, okay. And um, yeah, the animals make a lot of weird sounds. So I always try to justify it. Like if I didn't see it visually, who knows? Then yeah, I can't for say it wasn't an animal. There was a person, uh, a guy in Alaska, who spent he he grew up his entire life, and I remember reading his story. And people would ask him, like, hey, like, you ever experienced anything in the, wo- in the woods out there? And he said, no. Because well, one night he heard a weird sound that he never heard before. And he was, like, curious. And his curiosity was, like, instead of running, he wanted to go see what it was. It turned out it was a lost female elk. Hmm. And she was making a chirping sound that he's never heard before. And, and, and that's why I kind of, like, back up. I'm like, okay, it's probably some type of animal. What kind of animal could it be? Yeah, but so let me tell you, when I heard the whoops, uh-huh. this will blow your mind. So my buddies and I go up to the rim to go camping. When, when it was like last year, last year sometime, where all of us met up here and then we went up to the rim. Yeah. So we all went up to the rim to go camping, right? So we're up, we're up there and we're, we're camping out. It's beautiful out. It's like 75 degrees. Uh, and the first night heard nothing or anything else, else like that. And by the way, now at this age right now, I don't camp more than one night overnight. I, I spend one night and I'm, I'm, I want to go back to my own bed. You're done. Yeah. yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Hundred percent. We pretty much pay to live Every, like homeless people. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in my social group makes fun of me for it, and they take bets on when I'm going to leave. Every single one. True of them story. Do. Yeah, they do. They do. And uh, I outlast their bets often, but uh, but I'm definitely gone the second night. So like, yeah. I stay till ten o'clock the second night. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to sleep in my own bed. I'm going back. You know, it's like an hour and a half down here. So I'm like, it's come down back down the hill and sleep in my own bed, and I feel great. <laughs> Anyways. So, because I sleep in the back of my Denali, <laughs> so the we're we're you know I go out in the morning <laughs> t- 
to, to do my business. Let's say that. And uh, I start hearing, you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. And I, I assume it's my buddies, you know, screwing with me or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, so I get back to base camp and uh, they're not there. So I'm like, oh, it's obviously them, you know. And so I, I come back and I'm like, did you guys hear the the, the whooping noise? And uh, my my buddies are like, yeah, I definitely heard that. And I'm like, all right, so who did it? Like, who, who, who just tell me who did it. And they swear up and down. And no one did it. They swear up and down. And, but they're honorable men. So, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, first off, I'm there with a bunch of my buddies. I'm not really f- afraid of running into a Sasquatch if I did. Yeah. You know, because um, I just sick. I couldn't do anything. I had a bum knee. I'd just, I'd just look, <laughs> lay on the ground, pretend to be dead, uh, hoping they're like bear. Uh, but unfortunately, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, nuts. But we, we don't have it as bad as like, let's say Alaska or something like that. You run in, you run into like, you know, uh, a Yeti out there. It's the or, national parks. Yeah, th- that kind of thing. Or Washington. Like, I mean, did you did you Oregon. hear? Did you hear the thing about the the, the polar bear? Mm-mm. So like Rogan just had this on his on his podcast. He was talking about this. The polar bear are are just okay. We're at hour ten. We'll, we'll finish with the story. So, um, polar bear are just crazy, dude. Pa- polar bear. They're one of the only animals that purposely hunt humans. Right, a hundred percent. Yeah. So these guys, these Alaskan fishermen were uh, their boats sank and they had to get on an iceberg and they were oh, trying to float. Yeah, this that? is gnarly. And they look over, there's three of them, they look over and they see this polar bear eyeing them from the shore. And there's a bunch of icebergs that lead to them, right? Because yeah. they just popped over iceberg and iceberg iceberg to finally find a building big enough for them to kind of float on. So all of a sudden they see this polar bear over there and just bloop, goes in the water, boom, comes out closer to them. Bloop, goes in the water, boop, comes out close to them. And they're out of ammo, they're out of everything else, and bloop, comes back up, grabs one of the fishermen, takes him under the water, and all the guys could do was just watch. Oh, takes him under the water, pulls him back up on the iceberg next to them, and starts to eat him oh in front God. of his friends. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a Yeti over a polar bear any day. Any day, bro. Because I think, I think like a Yetis, I mean, if they're like, you know. Well, there's no reported yeah. deaths of a Yeti. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean right. they're so rare in that regard. But if you see a polar bear, dude, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So... Case in point, you'll never see one of those or tornadoes or Shamu here <laughs> in the desert. Okay. <laughs> Three things I'm afraid of polar bears, tornadoes, and killer whales. And none of them are here. That's why I live in Arizona and it's beautiful. Worst thing I have to worry about is a scorpion. And I can deal with that. I can deal with that. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Cut Lighting Podcast with part time Dave here. It has been a great time having him on the cast. And as well, if you want to say anything to us, you can email us at cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. Cutlightsmokepodcast, all one word at gmail.com. We are out of here like last year. Peace.